Hello everyone, what's going on? It's your boy Samuel here, my boy H, and today we got a special guest, my boy Joseph Brewer. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, and this is thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. He forgot. Yeah, bro. How you doing, man? man I'm pretty good, man. Y'all? Pretty, pretty good, good, bro. Wait, pretty so? Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you been doing? What you been up? What you do today, bro? That college life now, man. I feel, I feel old. What you majoring in? Uh, well, right now I'm going for wellness and exercise science. Um, I'm looking into cardiovascular rehabilitation. That's the, gotcha. the career path I'm trying to get you know into. what that is? Yeah. I don't. I most, mean, he explained it to me, but... Most people don't, man. I'm actually... <laughs> yeah. Damn, bro. That's good shit. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so what I is it? I had teachers asking me, dude, like, wait, what? <laughs> so, what is I mean, it? I, was in, I was doing nursing for a, a semester and a half. So all of that is kind of around my area, but of course this was like three years ago, three four years ago. So how did you get into like how did you decide that that was gonna be like something you wanted to study? Well, originally I wanted to be a massage therapist. Like I don't even like <laughs> the body is, is like something I really enjoy and something that I I'm interested in. And then when I if I started to look into that career path, it just didn't seem like something I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So then I looked into uh, being a chiropractor, and I was like, damn. I really don't. I really don't feel like that would be for me either. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But then I kind of, I kind of got with some people who, whose job is to kind of tell you like what would be the best feel for you. So I kind of told them like, hey, I enjoy working working with the body. Um, I think rehabilitation is a good career field to be in. Um, I have some natural skills with it already. I have like a, a lot of common sense with that already. And if I just add some education to it, I think that could be a career path that I'd be good for. Yeah. So so they gave me. A couple of lists and cardio rehab was the number one so i looked into it and it's a fairly new job field that i think it's been out for maybe like six to ten tenish years um and it's growing mm-hmm. uh and it's and it's and it's huge in texas and, and california so i was like all right i'll check it out and um i have a buddy over at christus health and um one and he knows the head of the cardio department over there so uh just kind of talked with some people over there and got more information about it and then um Two years ago, I was like, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So um, now I'm here at TJC. I got accepted to the wellness and <clears throat> exercise science program. Uh, I'll graduate next December, hmm. and then my plan is if I don't go to UT Tyler, uh, I'm transferring over to UT San Antonio. Yeah. And get my bachelor and master degree over there, and then um, just see where the best fit is for me. So. If you do happen to move to San Antonio. <laughs> Do you think you would stay there, or just for while you're uh, in well, school? I so I know I don't want to live in Tyler forever. Like yeah, I left off to the Marine Corps when I was eighteen. I lived there for four years in California. I was stationed there. I just moved back last year, and um, Tyler's cool and all, but it's just it's it's not a, it's not a place I've always wanted to like live at. It's not a place. Yeah. To, it's not even a place I want to retire. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so. My top places were, because after coming back from California and going to like San Diego, LA, uh, Santa Barbara, like just places like that, where I've got to experience like the culture and the life and just what it's like out there, I really want to be in the city. Um, I really want, like, so either, so San Antonio, um, Austin, Dallas, uh, places like that is what I thought about. Dallas is way too crowded for me. Yeah, man. Uh, it reminds me of LA and I don't like that. Um, so San Antonio is a little more spread out, I think. And I, and I feel like it fits more of my vibe. Yeah. So uh, I, that's that's kind of where I'm geared to. And I may stay there or I may move somewhere else. Um, yeah. But that's kind of where I'm headed to next. 
Well, so, yeah. Are you like actually enjoying your career you're doing right now, like your college career? Yes. Uh, so because like doing, you know that's important. Like I'm if you don't that's like it, huge. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> so honestly, like when I was doing general education, just knocking out like the prerequisites for my program, I did not like it. Like AP no, one and two, and like English and all that. Like I got good grades with all those stuff. Um, minus AP one and two, you know, like those are hard. But yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't enjoy doing those classes. Like those. Basic genetic classes I, d- I don't enjoy. Yeah. But since I started the program, I love it. It's a lot of hands-on. I've met some great people who I've been able to connect with, and they have a lot of connections and who are just know different things and come from a different walk of life. And being able to just meet them and they go through the program, and my structures are great. Yeah. So we do a lot of hands-on stuff, and I love that. <clears throat> so I'm actually enjoying it now. Well, that's yeah. good to hear, man. Did you ever go to college, Sam? Uh, yeah, I'm TJC for like a couple semesters, but nothing really major you yeah. know but that's uh, whatever yeah no I, I love college even though i didn't you know i didn't finish what i was supposed to but um like joseph was saying it's just like super diverse bro like the people you meet there yeah it's just crazy bro you know you got people from all different kinds of backgrounds and um you have people from dallas from houston from all over texas and you just you just get to uh you just get to be with uh different kind you know different types of people and like he said tyler is so small and I don't know, it's kind of nice to sometimes, um, yeah, just have, you know, just sometimes have, um, I don't even know how to put it into words, but yeah, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think I do try to say like, a different like, experience, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to me, life experience is huge. Like, yeah. people are talking about like, hey, hey, let's make money. Hey, let's do this, this, and this. But without life experience, like, you're not, yeah. gonna, I feel like you're not getting the true meaning of life. Like, yeah, true. After I was, after you know we are or you know Chapel Hill, you go there. It's like the same thing everywhere. It's, yeah, it's nothing different than when whenever I finally was able to leave Tyler and I got to explore different parts of the world and different parts of, the, of like the country. I was like, damn, I missed out on a lot of like cultural <laughs> yeah. experiences and just yeah. life experience in general. So. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about that. So you said you joined the Marines when you were eighteen. Uh, well, or how was that? How tell me like how your whole experience, how you like got into the marines Shit, you know all right. uh dang it's going way back <laughs> um i was 16 years old 16? and i was in the chapel hill cafeteria and they had a recruiter there named sergeant bravo oh and, yeah, uh, yeah i seen him he was yeah. still trying to get everybody yeah, yeah. like little short dude yeah. kind of eh. yeah he's, he's, he's a little <laughs> um but he he knew how to push a button in my head he oh, talked yeah, so yeah, much yeah. shit to me he was like excuse me he was like he had this pull-up bar in there, and he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you look like you're kind of strong." Which I, wow, skinny as shit. Well, I, went, oh, I went about one twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. you're lying. But I was like, "All right." And he was like, "But I don't think that you could do five pull-ups." And I was like, "Bro, five pull-ups." I, felt, I was like, five. <laughs> I was like, "Man, hold on, let me pull up my little sleeves." You know, I was yeah, wearing yeah. That, the the Abercrombie and Fitch shit back in the day. <laughs> I thought I was looking fly or whatever. So I go up there, I take out my backpack, I knocked out fifteen. And uh, he was like, all right, I guess you did more than five, but I bet you couldn't join the Marine Corps. Oh, and he was oh like, dang. And he didn't, I don't know, he, it's, it's just the way he was talking to me. He like brainwashed And, uh, <laughs> and um, after that, I went home and he gave me like a little packets or whatever. And I thought about it. I was like, I don't think I really want to go to college right after high school. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I was mature enough, to be honest. Like, I, I had good grades in high school. Like, school wasn't hard. Yeah. But I didn't want to go straight to college i knew i just wasn't going to do well if i went straight to college after high school and then i looked into it um i looked into the jobs and uh like the marines it just seemed like it, the best fit for me um like 
they were so proud. Everyone thought they were so brave. Like when you heard the name Marine, it's like damn, like yeah, like, yeah. That's just it. Just something hits your mind, and it's like different from like yeah. hearing like the like, army or, or Air Force. Air Force. Or it's like Marines. Is yeah, like, it just oh, like, like it's like it's emphasized. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I thought about it. I was like, well, if I'm gonna join the Marine Corps, I'm going to do a combat job. I want to go fight. I want to go see what that's like for some i don't know why but just something about combat was always attracted my mind yeah Shit. so um i called them i was like hey if we're gonna do this i just have a couple questions can you guarantee me that i can uh join the infantry um and do that job he was like well let's do do a test first let's see if you can pass all like the health requirements i'll pass all that bullshit whatever i um went to MEPS in Shreveport a month after I turned 17 and I enlisted into the Marine Corps. So at 17, I was already enlisted. Um, yeah, I didn't even graduate yet. No. But I wasn't a Marine yet. I was with yeah, the college. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so two days after graduating high school, I left off to San Diego and went to boot camp. I had no summer. I went straight to boot camp. Yeah. Um, did my thing there, graduated, became a machine gunner. Um, Hold on, let me... Bring it back. So you say you joined boot camp. Yeah. And like your first days, how did you feel? Like, did you think Bruh. you were like, I'm going to do this? I'm going to. Nah. How do you like? And you I'll were like, you right I want to go home. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie. Like, we got to San Diego at like 3, 3 p.m. We waited all there for about five hours. It was about, so it was around 8 to 8.30 p.m. They put us on one on one bus. There's a bunch of us, a lot of us. And they drive us off to um, the Marine Corps Depot in San Diego. And, they, and I fell asleep because I was in the back of the bus. I was knocked out, napping, sleeping <laughs> good. Next thing I know, I hear, get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. Wake up, man, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, like that's <laughs> For real. And I'm in the back of the bus, and they're like, get the fuck off the bus now. And, they, and like I'm kind of like very sluggish and slow because like, when I just wake up, I'm very like groggy and yeah. whatever. So this dude's like grabbing me by my shirt or whatever and, and pulling us off. Oh damn! And uh, we all had to get in like a line. And there's like five dudes. Like these are some built motherfuckers, bro. And this is my <laughs> first experience with like actual Marines. And um, they just like really in your face, really loud, like shit that you don't experience on an everyday basis. Like yeah. normal people don't deal with that. Yeah, yeah. That type of stress yeah. you don't deal with. So like being 18, first day out of high school. Coming from a place where, like, you know, in Chapel Hill, you fucking go fight in the bathroom and shit, and then, yeah, like, yeah, you're cool yeah. right after. But then you got these people that you can't put a hand on. Oh, yeah, you yeah. say you're going to put a hand on a drone soldier, you're not. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. You're not. Um, so, like, the first week was r- pretty rough. Didn't get much sleep. You don't eat much. Um, then you get a fucking lame-ass haircut. <laughs> man, bro, oh, I tell yeah, you, I, I cannot rock a bald look. I tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. Everybody um, gets one. <laughs> bro, everybody. I'm bald, like, totally bald. Totally bald. Everybody gets shaved. Everybody. Yeah. You got. If you come in there with a fro, you come in there with dreadlocks, whatever the case is. And me, I like I, I had kind of long hair, and I tell you, those people are rough. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it hurt. <laughs> but if, uh, so yeah, the, the first week is pretty rough. So well, while you were doing all that, we were like, man, what? Well, well, 
what was in your mind where you're like, I'm going to go through this, I'm going to push through it, or you were fuck. like, man, fuck this. So at that time, I was very motivated. Like, I, I was on a mission. I was like, I'm going to do this. There's no, nothing was going to stop me from becoming a Marine. Like, that's really what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, the drive I had with that was crazy because, like, I remember that feeling, and I don't, like, I can't. And it's like, damn, I really want to get that feeling back because, like, I felt amazing. I felt unstoppable. Like, I could do anything because I wanted to do something so, like, badly. Like, I had so many reasons why I wanted to do it a couple like of the main reasons I really wanted to make my mom proud like she worked so hard and she was like basically a single mom because uh, my stepdad was in prison at the time so like she was raising me all by herself and, and all that and I really just wanted to make her proud not many people in my family even went to college barely yeah. graduated high school yeah. doing bad all, all the males in my family are in prison so like I really just wanted to make her proud and I know like if you ever talk to my mom like she's so proud of talking about her son being, being a marine and yeah. me being yeah, I bet. yeah so um I just had a mindset that I was gonna get it done, I was gonna do it, and I did, so. Yeah. So you said, okay, you did all that, you went through yeah. boot camp, and then you became a, what was that? A, mach- what? a machine gunner. Okay, so what, can you explain like what kind of, what kind of <coughs> I mean, I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, like yeah. elaborate on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Not, not, so, not. so in the Marine Corps, the infantry is broken up into a couple different ways. You have a few different jobs. In 0311, so, the, your, so your job title is classified by a number, and then a description. So an 0311 is a rifleman. Uh, basically, they're the people that go in, they kick in the doors, they fucking go shoot up people, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. A 0331, which is what I was, was a machine gunner. Basically, we are the ones that shoot like the 240 Bravos, like, so, like uh, the Mark 19s, the 50 Cal, so like the big heavy weapons, pretty much. That's crazy. Um, and that's divided into two different like parts. I was the ground force, so we would carry a medium machine gun, a 240. And we we would patrol with our 240s, and our job was to basically provide cover um, uh, for 0311s, or be able to take out large number of forces with our weapons. Yeah. Um, so basically, that was my job. Um, and what was what was what was this at? Was this in you said LA or? What? So I was stationed in Twenty Nine Palms, California. It's a desert. Uh, it's it's an hour away from Palm Springs. Two and a half hours from LA, three and a half from San Diego. Um, but basically, like where our station was a big desert. Uh, like, have you ever been to a desert? I mean, I don't really know how they. Yeah, I mean, I've seen fun, big mountains. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sand dunes and everything. Yes, um, it's very hot. Uh, there's nothing to do out there but drink, fight, and drink <laughs> some more. Like, yeah. like my drinking skills back in the day were on point compared oh, to now. Man. I, was, I was a drinker back then, but. Um, then after that, so after O three thirty one, you have O three forty one, which is a mortarman. Basically, their job is they shoot bombs out of tubes. So uh, sounds pretty simple, but each of these jobs are pretty difficult. And it yeah. takes a lot of skill, it takes a lot of brain, and it takes a lot of like uh, it, uh, discipline with yourself and being able to work well with others. Um, then you have your assault men. They're the O three fifty ones. They shoot rockets. Uh, AT4s, laws, etc., etc. So I gotta ask, do you, do you pick what you want to do? <laughs> no. They, oh, okay. I'll be honest with you. I did not want to be machine gunner. Yeah. So like the the machine gunners, are the ones that carry all like the heavy shit. Yeah. Like machine guns are not light. Yeah. So based, so whenever you're patrolling and things like that, you're already carrying like a flak. You're already carrying your like a day pack or a main pack, and e- and either one of those packs can weigh anywhere from like 45 to 90 pounds. Damn. And then on top of machine gun, that's like, it's 27 point, it's 27 point, 
one pounds, just a gun. And then when you add the optic to it, it's like around 30 pounds. Yeah. And ammo with that, that's like an extra, like, couple other pounds. So, like, ounces equal pounds, pounds equals pain. Like, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so whenever you're walking and patrolling miles, it sucks. It really, it's, it's terrible. So nobody was, like, wanting to be a machine gunner just yeah. because you had to carry heavy shit. But, um... I got selected for because I, I was a good hiker. Yeah. Uh, so like we did a 20k, which is like a 12 mile hike, with all, all of our gear and stuff. And um, I do pretty well. So like I didn't I, I didn't fall out. I was able to carry up other people's gear and help them out. Yeah. So they're basically like, look, you are gonna be machine gunner, or you can take the chance at being something else that you don't want to be. So yeah. Like, all right. Hey. All right. I'll be machine gunner. Whatever. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Like so they 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 evaluate you the whole time you're in boot camp, right? Physically. And according to what they see, that's where they uh, that's where they put you in. Pretty much. Pretty so, much. Pretty much. So they evaluate you mentally, physically. Um, I would say emotionally and spiritually as well. So mainly, like those. So the the people who are smarter and more physically fit, they want to put in a weapons MOS. Mm-hmm. So a weapons MOS, you have to know everything that a rifleman does, be able to do their job, but be able to also do another job such as be machine gunner or mortar van or an assault man. So like with all those skills it takes you gotta do math, you gotta do formulas. Yeah. Like it's not just hey, there's a like there's Taliban right there, hey shoot him. It's not <laughs> just like that. There's there's so much there's so much that goes with it. And I'll be honest, I took I took a lot of things for granted as for um what you see in movies and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like you like you see in the movies like it's all glorified it's all crazy and it just like it's it looks fun and easy it's nothing like that yeah nothing like that um there's a lot of like brain work put into it yeah um so yeah and a lot lot of people look at like the physical side of it but a lot of people don't don't um like the mental side of it you know what i mean it's not just i I mean it's physical as hell you know Uh, yeah yeah but obviously but a lot of people don't take into account the like the actual like the like the mental part of it like were you like do they prepare you like mentally before you go out there or so how do I put this um it's really weird because you're asking a bunch of eight because a lot of people that were in my in my platoon or in my company in general were young young as fuck yeah came out of high school and just went straight to do this shit I think the oldest person that we had in our platoon was like 29 yeah so but average on average is between 18 and 21 uh <laughs> And coming out of high school, not many people know how to handle being screamed at. Yeah. Know how to handle taking, like, uh, criticism. Don't know how to handle um, being a leader or being told what to do. Um, or being put in a stressful situation. As, let's say, uh, so we would do ranges. We would go out there and pretty much simulate with live fire, like, rounds and um, do missions. Get told what we're going to do and do the, and do that objective. And we had to do it perfectly. Like that's where we wanted to make mistakes, but the goal was to try to be as perfect as we could. Yeah. Um, and when you're out there, like you all have your PSO, so it's people who are watching over to make everything safe. And they'll throw some scenarios at you, like, all right. Uh, so for instance, they'll be like, he has a left leg amputee um, and a sucking chest wound. What are you gonna do? But now you have a whole fucking uh, platoon that's running across the field. When you're supposed to be laying suppressive fire, you have people calling on the radio. You got people screaming at you, telling you where the fuck are my rounds at. But he's bleeding out. What are you gonna do? You got to do both at the same time. Now, now he's now. So now you're playing a, a tourniquet on him. You're trying to like um, mm. spread load, like 
uh, the information to everybody else. You're trying to tell, like, and I was, so when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was an E5. That's a sergeant. I picked up sergeant in three and a half years. That's, mm-hmm. that, like, that's crazy for being a grunt. So I was pretty high up there for the job that I was doing. Um, so I was telling people what to do, and I had to deal with this on the daily. And it's not easy. Like, I made a lot of mistakes when I first came in. I got my ass fucked up all the time. Um, but I learned from those mistakes, and I made sure that I was better for it. And I made sure that everything that I didn't like that my seniors taught me, uh, or everything that I liked that my seniors taught me, I would employ that. And what that I didn't like, I would make better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to make it easier on my guys mentally by just preparing them for what was going to come and what we were going to do and what they needed to do. Because that our job is basically, in simple terms, you, you're going to go out and kill somebody. That is what we do. That's what we train for. Yeah. And it's not, it's not something that should be glorified. Um, it's not yeah, that's tough like, but but it has to be done it bro, has right? to be yeah. done it, it, it has to yeah. be done and to tell I mean, me that's their jobs it is you know? yeah. and we know that like going in so to it's it's just really hard being 18 years old 20 years old knowing you have to go kill somebody or being prepared to kill someone at any moment being prepared to see your buddy lose his life being prepared to tell to be 18 years old and tell 20 other people that are under your control because you were the best one in the group and you're leading them Knowing that, like, you could lose any one of these people and it could be your fault. It, like, it's it's really hard to train for. It's really hard yeah. to have mentally. You just have to be strong coming in and knowing what you're, what you're getting into coming into it. Because otherwise, people come back. That's why people have PTSD. That's why people come yeah. back and have all these issues is because they do these things and they weren't mentally prepared for it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> How long were you uh, in the Marines for? Um... I got in June 9th of 2014, and then I got out June 8th of 2018. So four years. Four years. Man, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. So you, I mean, so you were, uh, where you were, at where you were stationed at the whole time. Or? So I was stationed in 29 Palms, California, but I deployed twice. I deployed to, so the first time I deployed was in 2015, October 19th or some shit. Um, I went to Kuwait, and uh, we were the trap force over there. So that's ta- tactical rescue of aircraft and personnel. So basically, our job was for any secret. Um, can gear, you talk about this? Yeah, yeah like, I mean, I can give you the the descriptions and whatever. Yeah. So our job was basically if, for any secret gear that the government has that landed into enemy territory, such as Iraq. Our yeah. like our our OAO was Iraq. So pretty much, if gear fell in that area, our job was to go and destroy it or or retrieve it. Oh, okay. Or if a pilot crashed into. Iraq. Our job was to go um, retrieve them if they were still alive. Um, so that's pretty much what we did for my first deployment. You were um, in Iraq. Is that what you said? No, no. So we we, we were in Kuwait. Was, where uh, is that at? Kuwait. It's it's in the Middle East too. So yeah, like Kuwait, and then uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really don't know how all this is like yeah, measured yeah, yeah, up, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's like there. Kuwait, and you got Iran and Pakistan. Yeah. yeah. And so you Iraq went all the way over and, there. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. From, my second deployment, um, I was I started out in Kuwait and then we went to Afghanistan uh, a couple months later, and then I was there for a little while. Our job there was to um, assist and advise the Afghan National Army. So pretty much, they were fighting a war with uh, the Taliban. Our job was to help them out. Okay. We were, we were not supposed to fight their war for them, but. Um, Basically, we were supposed to help them, tell them what to do, yeah, yeah. go and like fix like uh, fix their army so they could take back 
their um, countries that were lost over there. Uh, so it was August 17th of 2017. We The first place that we landed in Afghanistan was Kandahar. And then three days later, we left to Nawa. Nawa was taken over by the Taliban <clears throat> completely. Um, three months before that, the Army Airborne had already went in and they helped retrieve um, that small, like, city back from them. Mm -hmm. An Army person was killed over there. The first, like, he, he was a private uh, or a PFC or something like that. And um, he was there for only a day and he, and he already got killed. So we were already warned about what, what would happen. Um, the Army people left. We moved in three months later. And it took like 21 days for the Afghan National Army to take back their city from the Taliban. We left, and then three months later, they got retaken. Damn. Man. Uh, we were in a small compound, 500 meters by 500 meters big. And the city of Nawa is surrounded like this around us. We're in the center. The Taliban was all, all the way around us. Um, um, but yeah, it was... It was fun. I enjoyed it. I liked yeah. it. Uh, so you were just assisting like their army. Like you, yeah. you didn't get to like go and shoot. No. So any of those we, other guys. We had no. So like the way that that works is the ROEs over there, which is rules of engagement, are very strict. You can't yeah. just because someone, just because you're getting attacked, you can't just fire back. Oh shit. So we got hit with IDF, which is in, indirect fire. Um, like we, we were in the compound, just came off of like uh, post or whatever. And we were getting hit with IDF, like they were like bracketing in on us with like 122 millimeter rockets. It went from like 250 to like 200 to 150, and then they stopped. If they would bracket any closer, we all would have been dead. Like if they were smart enough, they probably should have kept going, but whatever. Um, so yeah, we get, so we did get fired on with things like that, but we're not allowed to attack. There's certain things that need to fall in place mm -hmm. on, um, in order for us to actually you know attack them back. Um, and if those things don't fall in place, we can get in trouble under the Geneva Convention law that can put us in military jail or prison or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not worth it. So, yeah. Unless you're like people are like directly pointing a, a weapon in your face and firing, you not you can't do nothing. Yeah. Because we were in situations where we got weapons pointed at us, but we can't react and like, you know how cops here can just pull out their weapon and just shoot. Yeah. We can't do that. It, it doesn't work like that. Hey man. Well, first of all, I want to say I really respect you for that, dude. I have you know profound respect for people that actually go out there and and, and you know just are out there, bro. And like I said, I just want to say that I really respect that, man. I, you know, that's well, I mean, crazy. I'm, you have to be mad courageous. And honestly, I couldn't do it because I don't know, man. I just I don't, I couldn't see myself out there. And um, yeah, that's like, crazy, man. A lot of people. And uh, if you don't mind, like, like you know, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful or ignorant, but um, how how does does that how does like does that compare like to the movies and the games? I was not, bro. Like, nothing you ask me is disrespectful. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool. Okay, okay. Um, but so toss out a movie real quick, and I'll tell you. Seven Private Ryan. No. Call of Duty. No. no. no nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll tell you firsthand, like seeing the IEDs go off. Um, taking IDF, seeing what the explosions look like, um, and then seeing what small, like what an actual small armors fire is like. It's nothing like what you see. It's not. It's not all like in the movies. They 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 make it so huge and dramatic and theatrical, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. Whenever like you're hit, getting hit by IDF or whatever, um, it's just, it's literally just bombs hitting the ground. Explosions are gonna happen, but it's not all the like colorful 
It just yeah, like, yeah. like hits the ground. It's a big ass like you're in the desert, so it's like yeah. big ass dust cloud comes up and the ground shakes a little bit. Uh, but if that motherfucker hits you, you're gonna get blown up into pieces. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and then I've seen what happens to uh, people who've been hit by these. So we had to take care of casualties as well. So um, and treat them. Uh, we had like a couple A and A people, which is the Afghan National Army guys, who got hit by IEDs, and they were like missing legs from below. Um, they got gunshot wounds. Not gonna lie, everyone died because they took too long to get to us. Nobody, they didn't have the proper training to take care of their own yeah. until they got them to higher care. Um, so when they got to us, they were mostly dead anyway. But the way that stuff looks, it's 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 pretty gross. Like it's. Um, that's so how it looks in the movies there it's, it's kind of like that but it's not all colorful and shit like that so um, you know now that you mentioned like the um, people getting wounded and stuff um, do, do every one of your, your guys have to have like a basic knowledge in like in, in, in medicine or anything yes so I know for the nur- the nursing program um, you guys are taught I'm not sure if you remember or if you got to the point or whatever but you're taught like CPR mm-hmm. and then you're taught uh, like a list of things you should do if someone goes down. Mm-hmm. I know airway is our most important, correct? Mm-hmm. Ours is not. We start with uh, massive hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. So the big the big bleeding is what we start with. Yeah. That's what we check for. So we go through like P March P. Uh, so pretty much it's, it's, it's protection. So protection is you scout out the air, you make sure it's safe for you to go and, and take care of that person that's injured. Um, M is massive uh, hemorrhaging. You would check like the big arteries. Yeah. So here, 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 and then if that's uh, good, then you'd go down to airway. You would check the airway. You you would um <clears throat> you would look for the rise and fall of their chest, and you would open their mouth and see if like the breath is coming out. If you can feel the breath on your ear, then you would look for uh, the dilation in their eyes to make sure that they're dilating properly. Then you'd move to like um uh rep respiratory so you would see if uh, they have any so you would check their body for like uh, gunshot wounds etc etc and you just go through this long list of stuff and then um, to be able to save their life long enough to get them to like higher care so like the next uh, surgeon or whatever that could take care of them so everyone that has to have yeah. has to be combat life-saving trained that's what it's called so and you're doing all of this while you're like out there yeah while, while there's gunshots around yeah, yeah. Stuff. that's the point like, i was gonna say um <clears throat> it's, it's stressful enough for a nurse to do this and like in a, in a hospital you know for for them to be in the ac in the hospital i'm not saying it's easy i'm just saying it's you know now imagine being out there bro like you're just being surrounded by <laughs> by gunfire I will just say this. Uh, I just got my CPR certified like last month, and mm-hmm. I was with a lot of the nursing students there, and every single one of them were so nervous, <laughs> just being, just having others watch them. Yeah. And when I got up and did my stuff, like, I like you know I went through it. They're all like they always seemed that I was doing good. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, will come and ask me questions like, "How are you just so good? Like, like are you not nervous with people watching you and something like?" Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've been through a lot of stress. Yeah. Like. I even thing. asked the the CPR teacher, why don't you put your people through more sh- like stress tests yeah. with hands on, so they get so in case they're in a situation where you never know. In our day of age, active shooters are crazy. Yeah, it happens all the time. I think it's important to at least have a little bit of stress put on your body, mm-hmm. so you know how to handle yourself and be able to go through the motions of doing CPR or some type of higher care when something stressful is going on. Even just to be able to have people watch you and kind of talk loudly and like you know make noise. Um, and just start screaming while you're doing all this. So you're used to having that happen. So yeah. when it does happen, you're like, wait, 30 chest compressions? 
and then I do I do a breath, or like you don't know what the fuck to do because everyone's yeah. talking. Like I think that's important. Like yeah, but it's not stressed enough. And a lot of people just just like they just freeze up, bro. You know, and all that. Uh, the flatter yeah, the flatter fight syndrome. And, and and yeah, I mean that's uh, like you said. You know, nowadays that active shooters are, are like a big problem here in America. I feel like yeah, everybody should be. You know. Yeah. Should have a just at least a basic knowledge of what to do and and and, and put themselves in in, situa- in situations where they're not comfortable either. You know what I mean? Like um, I have a friend. He's like a big gun enthusiast, and um, you know, he owns a lot. He has a lot of guns in his house or whatever. And he says that it's not just having the guns, but he says that uh, like he I think he does it periodically. He does it like or monthly. He does it monthly. He he does like a little test where. Like, he'll be sitting down in his living room, and just out of nowhere, he'll, like... I mean, because he has to be prepared, you know? Oh, just get ready and just get ready. Yeah, just get yeah. ready, and, and he's... I mean, I think that's important, too, bro. I that's think, smart. Right? I was Because uh, one of my buddies, who he knows as well, Cho, he um he, he goes shooting, like, three or four times a month. Mm-hmm. He shoots, like... And he shoots, like, a thousand rounds at a time that he goes. So, and he's very good with, like... This dude can fucking shoot. Uh, but he practices all the time. Like, he'll, like... I'll walk up the stairs or whatever, and he'll be in front of the TV just constantly dry firing, constantly, like, pulling from his holster yeah. all the time. And this dude is fast with the gun. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, even whenever we, I, I'll go out to the restaurant sometimes uh, in Chandler, and um, I'll see him, like, he'll have me do, like, stress tests, too, when, whenever he has me shoot. Like, because I listen to what he says. Like, I, I'm a pretty good shooter, but when he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, we're friends and all, but he's so good at this stuff, so, like, I listen to him. Yeah. And, uh... He'll, and he says, like, pretty much what you were saying about, about your friend. There's no point of, like, just sitting there and firing at a target doing this mm-hmm. whenever you're not fucking getting anything out of that. Yeah. I think it's important to establish that at first so you know how to shoot and get on target. Yeah. yeah. But you need to start, like, advancing what you're doing so you can be put under those stressful situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. That's exactly what my friend says. He says, you know, that's like the, that's like the first step. Learn how to shoot. Learn yeah. how to hit a target. And the second, uh, put yourself in, in, in stressful situations, bro. Like, you never know when, you never know where. So just, like I said, he's, like, he'll be at home sometimes and all of a sudden he'll, you know, go into yeah. his room or just do whatever he has to do. He'll do it in his car, too. I mean, he's, like, super prepared, bro. That's, you know. I think. And, and at first, I thought he, I thought I was like, damn, this dude is, I don't know. Crazy, I mean, I, huh? I'm not crazy, but uh, I was just like, man, like, you know, you're too paranoid. Too, or, yeah, too paranoid. He's like, nah, you, you can never be too safe. And, I mean, that's true, bro. Uh, something that that um, I think people don't give people like your friend enough credit for is there you know I would say he's probably a dangerous man yeah <laughs> and that's a good thing I don't think being being dangerous or being overprepared is a bad thing I think yeah. if you know how to fight you know how to take care of yourself defend your family you know how to shoot um, you know like you know like these like CPR and these techniques like this I feel like that makes you very prepared for anything that happens yeah and just because you know. We, we don't live in El Paso. We don't live in um, Midland or Odessa. And we're not in those places that are getting shot up. Doesn't mean it can't happen here. Yeah. Tyler is just acceptable to having something like this happen versus anywhere else. I mean, we've had a few warnings, too. Like, over yeah. the past few, what, two months? But, um, uh, yeah, bro, it's just crazy, bro. And, and I kind of, you know, like, I think it's kind of cool, too, because he has, like, bug out, uh, bug out bags or whatever. I mean, oh, he just, for real? Yeah, he's oh, crazy. Dang. He's like a dang. prepper, bro. Like, oh, one of those preppers. Zombie but, come in type world. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's not just, like, a, a shooter or whatever, but also, like, uh, let's say, like, just any natural disaster, too. Like, imagine if, you know, anything big happened like that and you have to, like, move. 
I don't know. It's just, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, at first, when I first met him, I was like, this dude is like... But no, and he's actually smart about it too, because um, I don't know. In my, you know, in my humble, simple opinion, um, I feel like because uh, this is a, a, a state where it's, it's uh, open carry, right? Or mm-hmm. what is it called? So you have open carry here, and then you can't consult carry Cons- depending yeah. on yeah, yeah. Uh, and the I, laws or whatever. I think it's smart that he, because uh, I, I feel like if you have, if you're you know carrying like just openly, I feel like you make, I feel like you make yourself a target. You know what I mean? Or I mean, how, yeah. what do you feel about that? So, I do have my concealed carry license. Um, I personally would never open carry. Uh, I mean, I see it one, one of two ways. People see you open carry, and they're like, I'm not going to fuck with that person. Or two, they see you open carry, and they're very cautious of you. Yeah. And I feel like anytime you go somewhere, and you're sitting here, you know, you yeah. may be reaching for a phone, but you like, you, but if... For me, anyway, if I see someone with a weapon, I'm not going to assume that they're a bad person. I don't, I'm not like yeah. that. Um, but I do keep cautious to everyone that I see. If I see you with a weapon or not, I make sure I, you know, I'm paying attention. And I, and if I see people doing reactions like this, or if I see something like you unbuckle, like I, I do feel like that can kind of make you a target in a sense. Yeah. But um, like, and let's say like, in, like also like in an active shooting uh, uh, situation, a guy walks in there with a rifle. Yeah. He sees a guy with the with the gun and on his you know on his hip. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the first person. First person, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I'm not no shooter, but if I if I was if I was a shooter, I'm yeah. just saying that's probably the first. Yeah, it makes sense because you, you you eliminate the threat first. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to sound like <laughs> like you know, but <laughs> are you finna shoot somebody? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just it's just common sense, you know. But uh, yeah, man, I just it's badass, bro. What's your view on that? Guns and everything, and can still carry. And do you have? Do you own a gun? I don't. I don't own a gun. I mean, I've never shot a gun. I've held a gun before, but I've never shot a gun. Why was we that? talked about this? Have you I'm, shot a gun? Yeah, up. I've had I owned a gun. I just I had to sell it because uh, uh, my dad doesn't. You know, we don't yeah. have the same point of views, and yeah. out of res- out of respect, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, sell I it. just haven't never been like in a situation like where I need a gun or anything yeah. but I mean I, I, I like I think you should everybody should carry a gun yeah. you know everyone should have one I mean not everyone like you know it just if you're crazy no of course I, you're not gonna have one I but. do feel like a background check like yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly I got ran through, through a background check to get my yeah. pencil care license and my uh, two weapons that, that, I, that I own um, but I feel like there maybe could be a little bit more done yeah. to process out the yeah. bad, like the ones who shouldn't own a gun. Yeah. But I feel like even then, but like, people want to get it. What more can you do? Like background check and like what else? Could, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't probably, know. Probably, uh, uh, probably like just a like a just a record, <clears throat> like just a, a, a thorough, like if you if you've been like, uh, like uh, mental, admitted into any kind of mental hospital or yeah. anything. Because I'm not gonna lie, when I when I got my gun. Uh, I got a well, you know, I, I used to have an AR-15, mm-hmm. and uh, it was bad too, bro. It was white, and it, I mean, it was clean, man. I got the little red dot. Uh, I mean, I, I I thought it was. I fell in love with it again, and when I went in there, bro, literally, it took like five minutes. And five minutes, I had that. It was in the back of my truck. <laughs> five minutes. I went to uh, Superior Firearms here in Tyler. That and it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's a while for mine, bro. For real? Well, like 40 years. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I went in there. It took longer for me to actually pick out a gun than... <laughs> it actually get a gun. Yeah. Whoa. And it was crazy, bro. And um, I think it was... I mean, because I went... It was like a Tuesday around 12 uh, in the morning. So... Uh, or in that, you know, noon. So, I, 
you know, there wasn't much people there, and, and they just ran my card quick. Like, uh, I don't know why, but like I said, it took, it, I mean, I had that gun in five minutes, bro. And uh, I do feel like there should be a little bit more, like, just a little bit more, you know? Just yeah. Honestly, of, I don't know, like, if you can do it, like, uh, check, like, their mental, like, if they have... Without like, going too far, it's a breaking personal. Yeah, like, uh, you know, so I don't know, like, what else you could do. I mean, even check. as a gun owner and person like that, I just feel like I don't, since I don't have much knowledge on how to deal with it, I don't really like giving my opinions on it because yeah. they're like, someone yeah, easily true. say, well, you don't, you're, you're not fucking politics, you don't know what to do. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah, but, oh yeah, like I said, I had, to, I had to sell it out of, uh, I mean, my dad didn't make me sell it, but I know how he feels yeah. about him, and I was kind of bummed out because I was like, I was like, man, I don't know. Honestly, the, where I live, there isn't uh, much like like a big threat of like animals or just people or, or I don't know. It's it's a pretty calm area, but um, I don't know. I I guess it never hurts to just have you know just in case, bro. Like I said, yeah, better safe than sorry. Yeah, but I did I did go out there and shoot it a couple times, and man, I don't know, bro. It's crazy. I, I wasn't just shooting crazy because yeah. I have some neighbors. Uh, uh, they haven't shot in a while, but all they do is just shoot in the ground. Like, duh, 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 I, don't, duh. I don't see the point That's, of that, bro. bro you're wasting People so much money. People buy guns just to like shoot it fucking the ground. Yeah, yeah. shooting the air. I'm yeah, like, bro. For one, you're wasting money. For two, you're not getting anything out of that. Yeah, okay. nothing, bro. I, I don't see how how you think that's fun. You know, I mean, you're literally getting the game nothing, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just let me shoot in the air ten times and feel like a badass. Like, I know. What? what? <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> Try to hit a target, bro. <laughs> that saying. that makes you a badass. You know. <laughs> No, but um, and like I said, just the money too. I mean, ammunition is not cheap unless you get like a twenty-two or something. But I mean, and it depends what kind too, bro. It's not cheap, you know. What I mean? yeah, how often you shoot? Yeah, how often? Yeah, they should. They used to shoot every weekend, bro. Like every time, and <laughs> and I don't know, it was just crazy. <laughs> so, but are you like, are you scared or or, or what? Like, like no, nah, I'm not scared. I mean, I just. I just haven't, I'm, it hasn't, like, caught my interest. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, I need to get a gun, you know, like, I need to go buy one or something, you know, like, I'm not scared of nothing. Like, I'll be cool to have a gun. Like, yeah. I, I would like to own a gun, but it's just something I'm, not, like, nothing that, like, interests me, like, that much yeah. to do. So, so what's, what's holding you back at the moment? Just. I mean, nothing, I, mean, I can go right now and go buy one, you know, yeah. like, if, well, I mean, I just gotta get paid, you know, yeah. but yeah. I just go buy one, but it's not like, I just. For me right now, I don't feel like I need one yeah. at the moment. Maybe once I'm like actually in a house and settled in, maybe I, well, I would need yeah. one. I would suggest like you don't you don't even have to buy a gun right now. I'll say, but at least try to go get your concealed carry. Yeah, just at least go go through the class so you get like the 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 how how to properly use it. Yeah, to get a little bit of time on the range, and then like see the safety concerns with it and how to like. I'm, I'm, I know you say that you're not afraid of it, but you know sometimes people like you hold that shit. And like, yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you have they to panic. Be, you have to be familiar with one. Yeah. You know, even if you don't own one, just in, in what, like, like I said, you don't know what kind of situation you could be in. There's a gun right there. You don't even know how to work that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to at least get just somewhat, just get the like get the basics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because uh, I think Glocks Glocks don't have a um, they don't safety have safety. So there's just a bunch of things that yeah. you could, you know, you could just go and off. <laughs> both my handguns don't have trigger safeties either, mm-hmm. or safeties in general. So, wow, that wild. <laughs> well, uh, let me get back into this Marines. So it's been four years. Mm-hmm. 
You come back to Tyler. How you feeling? Honestly, man, like the first, I would say I, I was having a really rough time up until the beginning of this year. Um, oh, man. Because coming back, coming back from where I was, being around all the people that I was, like you build such a close connection with those people. Because like you're with them every day, literally yeah. every day, all day. And you're doing stuff with them that you don't do with nobody else. When you bleed, they're bleeding. When you're crying, they're crying. When you're sweating, they're sweating. You're going through the most, like, the most rough, terrible situations, the worst conditions. It's like when, when, when you're with somebody else and doing that, you build like a certain bond yeah. with those people. Yeah. And there's people that I didn't, I didn't fucking like, I'll be honest. But like, you still have this like, love for them. Yeah. And then, and then the people that you actually do like <clears throat> and you build a friendship with, you love the fuck out of them. Like one one of my buddies moved from fucking LA to come live with me. That that like that shows you the bond that you build, you know. So it's it was really tough getting out and not really having anybody to like connect with. Yeah. Um and like kind of be around, you know, like I like I, I like I had associates, people I would talk to, or maybe you know go go out and drink with, but it wasn't anything like we were like close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until the beginning of this year, you know, I was able to actually start to build more relationships. And then, mentally, being over there, you're, like, your testosterone is always at a high level. You're always at a, like, go, 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 kill, 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 fucking bullshit type thing. And, you, and you're never told or taught how to calm down from that. Yeah. So, when you get put out of that situation, you come back to your hometown where it's, like, <laughs> yeah. you, like you fucking, like, there's, the, there's nothing, I wouldn't say there's nothing to worry about, but there's, like, there's nothing crazy that happens. Nothing yeah, goes on. The threat is minimal. School, <laughs> work, and then whatever bullshit you deal with in, like, life. Yeah. Um, so then like from you, you go from being this high to being this low and I worked at walk-ons for a little while like it's only like three or four months or some shit and I'm not saying anything against anybody that works at jobs like that yeah but from coming from what I was doing being as high as I was mm-hmm. to going to a job like that being so calm and so relaxed and just how basic it was to what I was doing it's like damn yeah, but it, you were it, telling people what to do. I was telling people what to do to being told what to do by like a person <laughs> younger than me. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> and then, and like that really hits you, and it's like so mentally, I was it was killing me on the inside. But I, I don't like to I, I used to not like to open up to nobody. I don't like that that that, that just wasn't <clears> who <throat> I was. So I keep it in, and it, and it builds up, it adds up, and then when you start to add the stressors of life, then you got college going on, yeah, you got relationships going on, you got whatever else going on it hits you it's like damn it's like a different life yeah exactly so yeah it it was was very hard for the first like seven eight months that i got out okay so you say you made a made the bond with a lot of people like do how many of those guys do you still keep in touch i know you said cho this with you so four uh, people every day i've talked to them every day since i got the record we have a group chat well, so we have a tech, like an iMessage group chat. Yeah. We have a Snapchat group chat. We have an Instagram group chat. <laughs> we have a group chat on every social media. Like t- we're literally like circling through it all day. Yeah. In the morning we wake up. Hey, fuck you. You know, we're like, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like good morning. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> much. Or we're able to like like talk about whatever's going on in our life through like an iMessage. And I know That's like crazy. I know, but we've done it every day since May twenty third of last year, and like we haven't missed a text. I mean, I, I say, like, it's crazy because, like, not like, oh, y'all are weird, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, it's it's cool, you know, like, to have, like, a bond with just somebody like that yeah. that you talk to every day. Like, <clears throat> I mean, like, I, I understand. It's understandable to talk to them yeah. every day because what, what, who are you going to talk to? Like, yeah. nobody that you know now 
has knows like what you've been through, but yeah. them, but them. And, and then you know? together, that's, not, that's exactly actually. Yeah. Y'all been through it together, like uh, y'all's most vulnerable. I mean, y'all yeah. had each other, so yeah. I mean, no, it's understandable, bro. Yeah, like, like um, it's hard to come across people like that, like you know, lifetime friends. I don't know. I don't have. I don't think I have any lifetime friends, bro. Like, any, like I don't know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like uh, literally nobody that I used to talk to in high school. Well, you're my cousin, but. Like, like, you're just a cousin. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but like, literally, any friends that I, that like, friends that I thought I had in high school, I mean, I, yeah. I'll say, I'll say, what's up to you know, few yeah. and then like a like on Facebook or something. Yeah. But it's like anything, like, hey man, like anybody I can just hit up and be like, dude, I'm happy. like, just say it sucks today because of this and that. I really don't have that, bro, and it kind of sucks. So yeah, but, you know, yeah. well, it's just it, it's just different because like they went in there four years, they made a bond. And it's like you can't break that. Oh, but yeah, us, yeah. like we have friends, and like we have our own lives. You know, we move on. You have your own family. They got something else going on, and it's like kind of hard to get together. You know, and yeah. actually talk to them and all that. Like I don't really have many friends either. Like I have a couple friends. I talk to Joseph. I try to hang out with him like every week. Yeah, we try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Nick, like I try to hang out with Nick. But other than that, it's like other two or three guys but it's hard to get with them you know yeah. and it's just like it's hard like to make that bond with everyone but you know that's the hard part now bro cause like I feel it, like you take it for granted with the people here that you live so close by you're like oh, I can just see them next week I can see them next day yeah. yeah I mean it's like and it's hard because <clears throat> I have a family and you know your family wants to yeah. spend time with you yeah. but you also want to have those other friendships like you need that connection yeah. but I don't care what nobody says you need that connection and like, sometimes some people see like oh no that's wrong like you should spend all your time with your family with your kids you know and I mean I love my family yeah. my kids you know but I also want to like hang out with my yeah. other friends you know like just talk to them just talk about bullshit you know like just whatever I, I personally don't see why you can't have both I don't see why you can't have the family that you love that like you come home to at night and yeah. during the day like they're you know they're your family you still you, you have that connection with them but there's something about having a bond with your friends that's yeah. just totally different. And yeah, I get it. Your significant other should be your, you know, my forever always. You're yeah, my yeah. person. I'm like, Grey's Anatomy bullshit. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> but you need your friends. You you, you need yeah. people to be able to open up to besides your significant other. Yeah. There's just some things like that other people can understand that sometimes your significant other can't, yeah. no matter how hard they try. True. Yeah. It just, you know, it's just like that. And it probably upsets them, but... You know, it's, but it's vice versa too. It, it yeah. works the same way. There's like, it just works the same way. Yeah, I think I, I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, well, like they have, they probably have their own friends that they yeah. talk to every day too. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure I know my girl does. Like, she, I know yeah. she's always texting one of her friends. You know, and I, I don't yeah. make a big deal. I was like, that's cool. You know, I feel like that's healthy. Yeah. I yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say, so you're soon to be a dad. <laughs> yeah. How you feel about that? How you feel? Congrats, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. I'm nervous, but I'm really excited, anxious. I'm just kind of ready for it, ready for her to get here and start that new chapter in my life. Yeah. Because um, I feel like a lot of things that have happened, I, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of things that have happened probably set me up for what I have now. I feel like this is a, um, just a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um. Like just, cause what, cause what I was doing before, like I had no idea of like I didn't think about a kid was gonna be so soon. Yeah. I always put it off in my future, future like years from now. And now that it's here, it's like okay. 
now have other people to think about, other people yeah. to care for and yeah. do for, provide for, protect. And um, I'm just excited for that. Like I'm honestly really, I don't really know how else to explain that. Yeah. Like when, whenever I found out, I was like, damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I, seen, I seen the little sonogram. I cried in the car. I'm like, yeah. oh, damn. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's cool, mean, though. So but, bro, are you gonna, like, so it's gonna be a little girl? Yeah. Are you gonna be, do you plan on being there, like, while she's, uh, uh, and, like, delivering? I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, let me, I was there when, um, when my, uh, wife was delivering my, um, my daughter. And, bro, it's crazy because, um, I don't know, just experiencing that, like, just gives you, like, like, a totally whole dip. Like, it just opens up your eyes, and you just, like, you just gain this whole new level of respect of, like, women yeah. in, in general, bro. Especially your spouse, but just, like, women in general, bro. Like, moms. Yeah, yeah moms. Yeah. It's Man. just crazy, bro. You see, and you're like, oh, I don't know, bro. It's just, I don't know how to explain it just right now. women in general, you know, like, single mothers yeah. or just... You know, bro, any, yeah, any anybody mother. that's a mother, you know, any mothers out there, it just like, I mean, it, it just takes you to a whole different level where you're just like, and even your own mom, you're like, dang. Bro, that's the thing that I think about too, because you know how that bond that we're talking about with friends, mm-hmm. the bond of a mother and their child, like, it's crazy. Even if that child says that they love their dad more, yeah, man, yeah, you, like you had that bond to your like mom, like me, I was raised by a single mother, and I feel like even if I had my two parents growing up, like my mom, yeah. <laughs> That's my world right there. I love yeah. my mom. Like we we have that relationship, so uh, I feel like that respect for women is just even grows even more. Yeah. Seeing your significant other go through the same thing. So. It's and I mean and I don't know if you've seen, but there's like videos out there on the internet with like the baby's just born, he's crying, and they lay him on the mother's chest, and, and, and they he crawl. just calms well, that, down, bro. That, like, that's they, crazy. Just hearing like the mom's heartbeat and the baby <laughs> just calms down, and I, that's beautiful, bro. Like that's and, crazy, man. And like a. And I think that, that they did that study where they put like the like the like the child on the mom's stomach and they mm-hmm. crawl up to the tit or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a, just it's just a natural instinct. Yeah, it's like, just, like like I, I feel like like I learned a lot about the an AMP too, just a little bit, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. a lot of it, but a little bit. Yeah, and like just learning how much a mother can do for the child, mm-hmm. like their newborn child, is amazing. Especially with breastfeeding, bro. Like that shit's crazy. Yeah, um, it's a lot of work. I, yeah, but bro, you know what's crazy? Like like if you actually sit there and think about like human anatomy, like. Like, bro, that's crazy because, like, she, she like, produces this milk that that has everything that that baby bro, needs. It has all the, the nutrients, all the, the enzymes proteins. it has. And even, and like, whenever, like, the baby's sick, like, you're, like, a, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the woman produces, like, like their antibodies come through mm-hmm. the milk and feeds and, like, does whatever the child needs yeah, to, it's to crazy, like, make them bro. better. So yeah. Yeah, hey, I know. That's crazy. Bro, that's like, a, a lot of people, I don't know, because I, I put in a lot of thought just to like everything bro like i sit there and think about everything like and i sit there and think about it like, prof- like profoundly like i i'm like i'm breaking it down into steps and and it's just crazy bro like i said i was thinking about it was a it was a few months ago but i was thinking i'm like damn dude like our body is so like badass bro like people like i don't know i just think like i don't know bro like for a woman to like sit there and like produce this milk like it's coming out of her body and into the baby, and like it's everything that the baby needs. Like, I don't know why people go out there and buy like formula. Well, I mean, you know, there's certain cases where yeah, they're different. But, bro, you have everything they need right here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just crazy, bro. Well, some women just don't want to breastfeed. Yeah, it's just it's I easier mean, it to make a butter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've heard it hurts, it hurts like, a lot. Yeah, and um, 
I don't know. I just I just think the human body is beautiful, bro. I don't care. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The anatomy and the anatomy of a it's, it's, oh, it's crazy, bro. I just think about it every day, and I'm like, man, we're we're perfect creatures. I think I feel like you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's some higher level shit. Right yeah. There, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I don't know, man. That's um, crazy. So when is she gonna be born? Uh, like, no, November twenty first is the expected due date. Yeah. Yeah. And you say you're going to be in the room, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. very important because she needs you to be there, you know, yeah. like helping her and supporting her and motivating her because I wasn't there. Well, I, well, yeah, I was there. I was there for my first child, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember much about it, you know? Yeah. And having Amelia now, I was there with Morgan and just watching all that, going through all that with her, it's crazy, bro. Like, like I think you fall in love with... with your girl more when yeah. you watch her go through all that and it's just beautiful man just beautiful to see all that seeing your your child be born and man, it makes me want to cry right now <laughs> 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 nah but yeah man I, and yeah i mean i'm I'm happy that you're gonna be there and you're gonna help her and support her through all that and it's just it's just a beautiful experience man i'm ready for it man excited do you have a name bro yes yeah. well, everly catalea brewer emily Everly. Everly. Okay. Everly. Dude, who, who chose the first name? She chose the first name. You chose the middle? Yeah. Yeah, same with same with mine. My, my daughter's name is Natalie Rose. And, um, yeah, my girlfriend, or my wife chose Natalie. And I wanted it to be Rose. Like something hey. like, add a little, you know, like a little. <laughs> a little off to it? Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, nah. And I was like, hey, whatever. <laughs> also, Kim Kanye shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um,. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like I said, yeah, you know, congrats, bro. Again, man, that's it. It is a blessing, and, and man, that's awesome, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let me ask you one more question before right. we wrap this up. Uh, I see you a little bit big, I guess. <laughs> not really. I mean, nah, I think I'm a little really. bit bigger than you, but <laughs> how many? How uh, like? I see you work out, but how many times? Per week do you work out, or how does it, how does that work? Um, well, what's your schedule? Just work out schedule. So I'm starting. So I'm starting something different next week. Uh, previously, I was working. I was working out four times a week for about th- for about three hours at a time. Um, I'm just, so before I was powerlifting, I was doing a lot of like just trying to get stronger and all that. And then I got hurt. I, I hurt my left knee when, when I was squatting. I had patellar, patellar tendonitis, and that put me out for about three months. So I stopped oh, squatting damn. altogether. So I just started doing like a bunch of hit workouts. So I've been like uh, just doing a lot of like oh, so you, upper body you shit. You didn't stop? Oh no, I'm not fucking no, <laughs> no. Um, I just stopped squatting, but working out, I, I still going at it. Um, and then I kind of got the idea of like, damn, being strong really and all that shit. Like I really yeah. Like what's what's so cool about lifting something once? But you can't move your fucking body. Yeah. If you like, if you if you're so strong, but you but you but you walk up the stairs like, fuck, bro, call the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nah, bro. like I'm, I kind of got the idea. Like, I really want to start getting my cardio back into shape. <clears throat> um, like I was doing like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Muay Thai, um, like trying to mix that in with like my workouts and things like that. And I realized whenever I got in, whenever I did my first sparring session, for the first thirty seconds, I'm fucking beast. 
Yeah. For the other four minutes, I ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. well, I got tired as, fuck. <laughs> tired as fuck. And then you're doing that for an hour at a time, man. That just makes you realize I, it's not what I want anymore. I've, I've, I got to a point to where I was really strong, you know. I was lifting a lot of weight, and now I just want to do something different. Yeah. I felt like powerlifting was becoming more of like a... Felt more like a job, and like, and it shouldn't feel like a job. Yeah, I want, it should be I, fun. I want to enjoy my workout, have yeah. fun with it. So uh, now I'm changing things up. Um, I'm going to start weightlifting three times a week and doing more cardio type shit two times a week. But in my cardio, I mean like going for like six mile runs. Like, yeah. No, I mean I'm working on like my one mile sprint times, which I've already dropped down by like a minute uh, in the past month. So I'm doing pretty decent. And then try to get back into more fighting, try to get into more hit workouts, like more like, like do like just crazy circuits. Cause I, like to me, I when when I started to do that a couple months ago, I enjoyed it. I had so much fun. I was dead. I was tired. I didn't want to do shit for the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean, it was only 11 a.m. But I didn't want to do nothing else. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like I started to enjoy that more. So I'm starting to recreate who I am. Mm-hmm. Kind of cut down on weight too, cause uh, I don't see the need to be in big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't see the need to be in. How do you manage like? Go to the gym for what three hours? Generally, like now. Well, now it's probably gonna be like two and a half to two hours. I mean, that's still a long time. Like Dude, you have to have a set, like a structured schedule. No, right? no, you just no because during the summer, because um, like my school schedule changes all the time, and then I always got some random ass shit that I gotta go take care of for somebody. But <laughs> um, so I kind of just like all right, today is Monday. I think I don't have shit going on today. I'm going to go after I've already had a couple meals. So I've eaten breakfast. I had like some type of snack at like 10 o'clock. I'm going to try to go at 12. Now school started. Now I got school with fucking 12. Yeah. So now I'm like, damn, I have to figure out how to eat while school is going on. And then maybe I can make it at fucking 4 o'clock. So I just try to like, there's really no set schedule. I just try to go when I can. I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of times I don't want to go work out. But yeah, when I don't work out, I feel more, I feel like my mental state goes down, and then I start to feel way too tired. I feel more of like in a depressed state, and I don't like that. Yeah. So I have to make myself go, because now it's become such a part of my life that if I don't do it, yeah. I fucking feel like shit. So. Have you seen like the like the Rock's workouts and stuff and man. and his uh his cheat days? Bro, and stuff. But that, bro, he takes steroids, bro. That man's calorie, the, the way he, he eats, bro. He's like, I don't know if the, I, I swear to God that he said that he ate like ten thousand calories for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, I think something. he does. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't eat that in three days. How the fuck he eating yeah. that fucking for breakfast? No, um, I don't think he he takes steroids for because he he's working out. Con- I follow him on Instagram. Man. I think he do. Bro. He's breaking out constantly, bro. He's too big. Constantly. He may be taking testosterone, you know. Yeah, he may, like you know, like just like a maybe like nah, a natural test. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's doing some natural. I'm pretty sure. Um, nah, he takes steroids. But um, <laughs> I mean, like, he has steroid money, bro. <laughs> yeah, he would post like uh, he hasn't done it in a while, but he would post like a Sunday cheat meal, and it was insane, bro. I think one of them is like uh, I think it was like twenty things of sushi. And then it was like 10 chocolate chip and oh. peanut butter cookies. How you eat sushi with fucking chocolate? Uh, that was just, <laughs> And, and um, I mean, it's just crazy. And then one of them also was like a stack of pancakes. Like a stack, bro. We ain't talking about like know, five like pancakes. That fucking three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's crazy, bro. The Rock just, man, he's a crazy. Well, I'm actually kind of disgusted that you said sushi with chocolate. I kind of want to go arrest him right now. Like, <laughs> he's citizen's arrest. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Nah, bro. That's crazy, bro. 
That's uh all right, so I gotta ask you this one question, bro. All right, so like I said, I don't I don't wanna be disrespectful or anything. <laughs> bro, you're good. Alright, bro. You were in the Marines, right? Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us about Area fifty one? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. You can go and try to storm Area fifty one, but everything that they have at Area fifty one is underground. You ain't gonna see shit. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, there ain't shit on yeah. top of Area fifty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now with all this heat around who knows they probably moved it to area 57 like you don't know so you, t- you fucking five area codes too late yeah, yeah. Uh, i said five oh six damn i can't count <laughs> but yeah do, you, uh, be underground, do, do you think they have uh uh like aliens and extraterrestrial yeah. shit fuck man y'all y'all got me on this shit hold up <laughs> all right um i'll tell you i am not in disbelief or in belief that there's life Mm. I'm at that stage where I'm like, damn, you gotta show me a little bit. You gotta show me a little nip slip for me to believe <laughs> yeah. that there's some aliens out there. Yeah. But then again, I think it's possible that there's not. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> did you, you didn't listen to our part, last podcast, did you? Uh, no, I, I I haven't watched the last one yet. Okay, well, you need to listen to that one and then you need to talk to us okay. because All right. we got into it and just. <laughs> I haven't so, been able to, to get out of it. Um, yeah, he's been still looking no. at it. So okay, so okay, um, it's kind of weird because people word it kind of wrong because, like, um, I mean, because I, I do believe there's like life because if, if we we know if you actually said what is life, life is like microorganisms, mm-hmm. cells, yeah, anything. So I think there is like some kind of microorganisms out there. In that aspect, yes, I do believe that. Yeah. We talking about the fucking tall green Yeah, like, like intellectual, like, yeah. like actual intellectual, like an actual intellectual race, like that's, us or, or some kind of. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that it's not at all possible, but I'm not saying that there's been any proof for me to see. Maybe they're like us. To. You know, maybe they look like us and they're just walking around. You know. Hey, it's possibilities for possibilities, man. I mean, I. I don't. I don't know. I I, I doubt it. And unless there's another planet in another galaxy that mirrors Earth, that has the same climate, that has the same everything, bro. I doubt has that they anybody like watched the 100. Nah. Okay. Oh shit! Never mind. Then. I was gonna say, hey, <laughs> that shit makes it possible. Yeah. Know, What's what is that a show or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so pretty much is about like these one. So Earth was hit by like some atom bombs or some bullshit like that or nukes, yeah. and the whole world became like radialized or whatever. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm yeah. like radialized, yeah. and people can't live on Earth with the radiation. So these, so Earth moved into like this big ass fucking moving spaceship, and they were in Earth, I mean, in space for like a hundred and something years. They uh, and these people pretty much sent their kids down to Earth to see if it was habitable again. Yeah, they sent one hundred kids down there, and uh, basically the, they sent their kids down there, found out that it was habitable, but that's only for like maybe a year or something, then became uninhabitable again. And they went back into space, and they found another planet that is similar to Earth, but it's, like, so far away, and it took forever to get there. Yeah. Um, so I feel like maybe with technology and oh, yeah. years, and I don't even know how fucking light years works. Yeah. But maybe if we're able to get out there much farther and, and live in side space longer, we could maybe, maybe it's a possibility to find something like that. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say it's, like, that's possible, but I'm yeah, say it's yeah. not possible, so. Bro, it's crazy, bro. I wish I could, we could talk about this forever because I have so many things. But where um, are we at right now? Oh what shit! Say? I know it doesn't even feel that way, does it? Damn, nah. I mean, that's why I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you ever like. Do you ever listen to like any other podcasts? Like, yeah. 
some podcasts are like three hours long, bro. Like the Joe Rogan ones. Bro, like I get caught into those. But I be sitting there like this, like on the phone with like nothing. I'll put it to my ear, leg up, doing this shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Two hours into it. <laughs> yeah, you bro. don't, bro. It flies. Like the time flies. But um, dang it, man. I wish we could get into it longer, but whatever. I mean, but, I will get into, it, but I don't have. I didn't come prepared, you know. Yeah. I haven't. I'm not prepared. I don't know shit about anything. Yeah, I don't, don't like, want to just talk shit and not, you <laughs> yeah. know. So. Well, no, that's the beauty of it. Everybody has their own, like, because nobody has hardcore evidence. This is all theories. This is all, you know, this is all whatever you believe. You know what I mean? So there isn't anything, oh, yeah, that, you know, you're not going to have, like, a hardcore, like, a hard, like, like cold effects and be like, this, yeah, this is true because there, this and this and that. So I think that's the beauty of it, bro. We, I mean, there's, it's our imagination. That's, you know, it's, yeah. It's crazy, man. But uh, Shit. but now, man. Maybe next time. Next time. <laughs> After uh-huh. a- the Area Fifty One thing. After I don't think that's gonna happen. No, no. Y'all think nah. so? Nah, I don't think so. I think some people had already got arrested. Yeah, for it, yeah. Like, trying. And I mean, just imagine, bro. I mean, they have they have the um, fuck. What is it? They they have uh, I mean, they can they can shoot on site, can't they? Like the, if you enter, I'm pretty sure that there's a warning. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure with most military bases, like they have this warning thing. It's yeah. probably even worse with Area 51. There, there's probably a warning that says, "Do not enter if you're caught going past a certain point, you will be shot or something yeah. like that." And I'm saying right now, ain't nobody about to get past no fucking 50. No, hell no, bro. I mean, getting like, split in half, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna get past it. Yeah, but no, I I, th- I think it was you know, yeah, no, nobody's gonna get past there. I've, I've watched uh, like. Like a lot of videos of people just like not even like not even pulling them to because okay first you have to like you, there's a like a I mean they you know the, you're not gonna have direct a- access to like the actual base like yeah you still have to walk if you, if you go on foot because if you go in a vehicle you're gonna get spotted like this if you go on foot you still have to walk hours <laughs> and hours to the actual base bro you know what I mean my advice is find out who dug them holes for El Chapo and then fucking. You know, <laughs> And just contract them motherfuckers, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> and just see what's up. Because I'm telling you, that, that shit's underground, bro. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There ain't nothing up top. Figures. <laughs> hey, that's our government, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I want to thank you, Joseph, for... Well, he, you like people call you Joseph? Or Joe? What they call you? Honestly, everyone calls me Joey. Joey? Yeah, they don't want to call you Joey. People call me Joe or Joey. I want to say Joe will be like more, but Joey, I don't know. What Joe. do you like? Bro, I'll tell you right now, I get called all three on a fucking daily, so people, Joe. when I hear JoJo or Joey, I never know who else they're talking about. I'll turn around, and it's not even about me, but I'm like, no, I just stay prepared for it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I want to thank you, Joey, <laughs> for coming out and just hanging out with, her, with us and just talking, bro. No, it's I been nice. Y'all. I mean, I, yeah. that's a lot of information I didn't know about. I was like, damn. Yeah, bro, you, you've opened up our eyes to just a whole different, you know. Bro, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I forgot everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, but yeah, bro, like Samuel said, thanks for being on, bro. We really appreciate, you know, taking time from uh, whatever schedule you have mm-hmm. and just taking time to be here with us. And um, it's, it's just awesome, bro. It was nice talking to you and it was nice hearing what you had to say about your experiences. And man, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can. Hopefully you can be on the show again so we can actually talk bro, about it. For real, like, for real. Just like, like, let me know what the to- if there's a topic, like a yeah. certain thing y'all want to argue about, bro. Because I'm going <laughs> yeah. go on Google real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you too, Hector, for coming out and, you know, just doing this shit, man. Episode, yeah. what is that? Episode 8? Episode 8, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I think for the first video, y'all should do some, like, Ellen DeGeneres shit. 
give me a car. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, look under your seat, bro. You know. I All right, you guys. Well, this is thanks for coming. We out. Mm. We out.